0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale, and in this week's episode, my guest is Mike Flynn, uh, owner of The Roofing Guys and owner of uh, Flintstone, which is a cannabis shop that's going to be opening up in Armory Square right here in downtown Syracuse in the unknown future. Um, well, I'm excited to have Mike on the podcast Uh no, he's not a restaurant owner or a chef or anything like that, or really connected even to the food service industry right now. Uh, but I wanted to have him on just because I think it's interesting what he's doing with Flintstone. Um, you know, he's purchased the building that once housed Urban Outfitters, and um, what really potentially had the Uh, or what potentially could have sat vacant and empty for however many years. I mean, look at the old Empire buildings, you know, the old Empire space right now. Look at that Eureka building where that, uh, you know, shop, I mean, that thing has been empty for, what, four or five years? Um, So there's just, you know, Armory Square has a lot of, needs a lot of help, a lot of help with its um, real estate. And uh, so it's really encouraging to see someone like Mike, who has the capability um, and the finances to purchase these buildings and start something new in them. Even though he can't open his business right now, he can't open Flintstone because of state regulations and waiting to see what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. Um, he still has purchased his building and dumped all this money into getting it, you know, re, um, redeveloped, revamped. And uh, it's exciting. It's encouraging to see uh, community members that are willing to put that sort of an investment into downtown Syracuse. So I wanted to have him on just because I thought he was an interesting guy, and I wanted to talk to him and see what he was about and, and see what advice he had and learn more about his story, and I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast. Are we going to do these where we have episodes that aren't food-related? Yes. Does it matter? No. So there it is. Uh, I'm re- also really excited. We're continuing our restaurants across America podcast series. And this past week I interviewed, uh, Jimmy from Jimmy's the Pete's down in Milford, Connecticut. I think it's Milford, New Haven area. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to release that episode next week and then continue that series. We've got, uh, Steve Samuels coming back on the podcast next week. So we've got some cool episodes coming out. Well, um, you know, it's, uh, I've talked about it here on the podcast in past episodes, I think, and maybe in, in this one as well. You know, as everybody knows, I've, uh, I'm a partner in 3 1 Fried, the fried chicken sandwich restaurant out in North Syracuse. We're not a ghost kitchen, just so everybody's aware. <laughs> and uh, uh, in June, I became a partner in the bar out at Abbott Farms, uh, managing partner, whatever you want to call it. I don't, uh, not technically a partner, but I am uh, have an invested interest in it. And, uh, I'm also out there bartending and it's exciting. It's, 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 um, well, it's really interesting to see, um, it's really interesting to be on this side of the industry and see how bonkers it is. Um, I do really enjoy it. I've always enjoyed the kind of menial tat, not menial task that sounds bad, but, you know, at the end of the night, one of my favorite parts, um, uh of the end of my days these days end of my nights these nights uh these days is walking the trash out at the end of the night uh, out at the farm it's in baldwinsville i take the trash out once i close up the bar and it's you know about a 50 yard walk down to the dumpsters and then walking back up to the bar uh at sunset and seeing the sunset in baldwinsville on the farm that's one of my favorite parts of the day and um some things that I've noticed about being on this side of the industry is um, how chaotic things can get, and also how simple things can get. At the end of the day, all you're doing is making food or making drinks or selling a beer. Uh, you're, but you're talking to people. You're you know you're serving them. You're trying to make you know that moment of their day be exceptional, and um, as chaotic as it can be to do that you know at the end of the day that's it's kind of all you're doing you're just trying to serve some you're trying to serve somebody a great meal a great cocktail make sure they have a great experience but really it's it's the time that you have with them you're trying to make sure that that time doesn't suck you know you're trying to make sure that they have a great experience in that time and as simple as that sounds it can be one of the most chaotic and frustrating and taxing and <laughs> exhausting things um, to try and and make sure that that time that they're with you doesn't suck, uh, and it's interesting. I really enjoy it. It's also very eye-opening to be on this side, to be behind the counter or to be looking at the numbers, to see because I'm do- also doing the marketing, obviously, for both these businesses. So it's really interesting to see how my marketing efforts are affecting or not affecting, um, you know, those dollars or those orders, and. It's really encouraging to come up with an idea for a cocktail, make the cocktail, photograph the cocktail, post that photograph onto social media, and then have someone walk in uh, the bar that says, hey, I just saw that blueberry mojito, and I wanted to come try it. So um, yeah, those are really encouraging things. I It's been a great experience, and I can't wait to see what the future holds for both businesses. Um, with that said, Eat Local New York, we're uh, getting ready for some new content series. We've just built a brand new bar here in the studio where I'm recording this podcast. And I'm excited to be launching um, some cocktail recipe videos coming out. And also, we're going to revamp. We've, we put out a test episode last year. Um, just the, the logistics of filming this show were just a pain in the ass. But it's tales from the bar, tales from behind the bar, where it's interviewing local bartenders and getting their, some of the stories that they have from behind the bar, but also having them uh, show us their signature drink while they're here. So it's going to be really fun to start putting that stuff out, and I can't wait for it. If you want to stay connected to us, make sure you visit us online at eatlocalnewyork.com, and also you can download our free mobile app where you can see all the restaurants that are on the Eat Local New York card and participate. And you can also buy an Eat Local New York card. It's uh, $5. It's like a membership card. You show that you're a member at the restaurants that accept it, and you get $5 off your bill. So head to eatlocalnewyork.com and purchase your card today. It's $25, and it goes to a great cause, me. I'm the, I'm the great cause. Well, without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Mike Flynn. Well, I'm, I, ha- I wanted to have you on just because I think it's, it's really cool. Like People have been talking about the guy who's opening up the weed store downtown <laughs> for the last year, it feels like. Um, I work with Kyle at Kasai and Danny Steaks and all that. So, oh, yeah. Um, so I'm down there a lot. So it's been cool to see the progress of everything you guys have got going on there. Yeah. Um, and I'm just really, you know, like the article came out yesterday from Don at The Post uh, talking about Armory Square and the development or, you know, kind of lack thereof and um, of the area, and hopefully things are going to be changing. But it's, I uh, just wanted to have you on and talk about that and get yeah. to know you. I think All it's right. cool. All right. Well, thank so, you. Yeah. So, uh, for everyone who's watching or listening
1: who doesn't know who you are or what you're doing, can you tell us a little bit? My name is Mike Flynn. I'm uh, I'm doing the, the Flintstone Cannabis dispensary down down in armory square at the old urban outfitters building um i also own the company the roofing guys and a couple other local businesses at, but uh but yeah i'm we're doing the dispensary we're doing it doing it big yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> yeah three-story
0: dispensary in downtown
1: yep yeah yep, Thirteen thousand square foot so that's wild yeah what made you want to uh jump into that and, and do that business uh well i'll i'll be honest with you uh selling weed was my first job ever and and I'll be damned if it's not my last so <laughs> uh, you know I've I've always just been into it my whole my whole life all, all through the teenage years and all through the my adult years too and uh, yeah. I've been waiting for this day forever really? so yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I um I never sold weed. I used to smoke it a lot, uh, but I never sold it. <laughs> um, but there was a time in high school where a buddy of mine who was uh selling everybody weed, I was thinking of my I was doing the math and thinking to myself, holy cow, there could be a lot of money in that. <laughs> uh, so well that's cool, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's uh it's wild to think that uh things are legal. Yeah. And um I mean you guys are still waiting on a bunch of stuff to yeah. go through on your end, right?
1: Yeah. I'm uh so I'm still waiting on all the licenses. We're still waiting on all the regulations to actually pass. So ah. once that happens, the applications for the license should come out in December of this year. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I've, I've got all my ducks in a row to get that license as soon as I can. Okay. But as far as the actual dispensary goes, construction's 100% done. We're, hmm. we're literally ready to open tomorrow if we could. Wow. So, yeah. So how's that work? I mean,
0: it's legal now to purchase and grow to a certain extent, right? And obviously use, uh, but you can't, but it's not legal yet for dispensaries to pop up. Is that how it works? That's correct, yeah, so. Yeah, Uh, but there are weird things like, you know, there's the farmer's markets, right? Where you can go buy a candle or a sticker and get other stuff, like have it gifted to you.
1: Yeah, so I'm steering clear of all that stuff. Just because I got too much riding on this big thing down here. Plus I have all the other businesses for my financial needs, you yeah, know? so sure. it's not like I need, this is more of just my passion. And this is, that's, it's, it's I, I don't care if I make $1 on this deal, I'm doing it because I want to mm. do it. But, uh, a lot of those guys are out there hustling, putting food on the table and everything. And I totally respect that. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it's definitely a gray area. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get it somehow though. Right. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I've been wanting to
0: get, by so I used to smoke weed, uh, a lot. And, um, and then, so I grew up in, like, church and all that kind of stuff, and I'm a theology major, and I used to work at a mega church out in Texas and uh, for a couple of years. And out at that church in Texas, they had this, like, these really strict, it was like, the con- if, you had to, if you're going to work at this church, you had to sign a contract that said you would never partake of any alcohol, you wouldn't partake of any tobacco products, and you wouldn't gamble, and you would tithe every week. And um, so it was a pretty strict environment. Um, and so I don't, I think that's probably when I stopped and then just coming back, I just never really got back into it. But over the past year, I've been wanting to get more back into smoking, uh, marijuana. And also I've really wanted to get into mushrooms just for like business creativity purposes, Yeah, you know, to try and see what that would kind of bring out for new ideas for the business. Yeah. Um, so I need to get into it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people that, that tell me the same thing, and they just, uh, so so. for example, a lot of people come to me and say the same thing, like, hey, I used to smoke a ton back in the day, I hear everything's way stronger now, blah, 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 you know, they, they want to know what they're getting into, and this is the good thing about having the, the dispensary and everybody working at it, you can pick from different products, yeah. everybody's going to be very knowledgeable of exactly what everything is, so mm. there's a certain something for everybody, you yeah. know, and uh, so... I'm pretty excited for that, but even like the guys at the farmer market too. If you if you went to one and you asked everybody, they they give you exactly basically what you're looking for if you explain okay. it to them, you know. Yeah. But uh, are people looking at you as like the weed expert right now? Uh, I wouldn't say that, but just, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, there, there is a lot of people that uh, message me. I get hmm. like a hundred messages on Instagram a day about, well, about when we're opening and everything. Oh, okay, yeah. But I, I get a lot of questions like that too. Hmm. Uh, a lot of people are asking the differences between, you know, edibles and, and flour and uh, and all, all that stuff. They want to know what they're going to get into and they can't wait for the doors to open so we can show it all to them. But.
0: Yeah. I was thinking, uh, like just sitting around the house last night i was thinking through um, like how it works you know i like i've had eat local new york now for five going on six years and um and i thought i knew a lot about the restaurant industry until this year i became a partner in a restaurant and a partner in a bar and then it's like holy cow you know your eyes are open to really what happens in the industry and so now seeing like thinking through buying and, you know, purchasing and, you know, finding vendors and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I, so last night I was thinking, well, how the hell is a dispensary going to work? Like, where do you go? I mean, it's not like there's suppliers out there. You don't have a Cisco of, you know, so you have to go to individual growers.
1: No. So, so, uh, we, I have to go through a distributor Okay. And then the, the, so the cultivator is first in line mm-hmm. and then he gives it to the processor, which gives it to the distributor. And then I'm last in line as the retail. Okay. So, uh, there is a process there. Yeah. So, the, so there is, huh. there is going to be a, a Cisco of, right. of, <laughs> of, of cannabis, <laughs> but, uh, we'll see what happens though. We're all still waiting on the rags. So and I know that a lot of these, a lot of mm-hmm. these cultivators actually have the opportunity to self-distribute. So, uh, okay. and I, I am in the loop with everybody that's that's in the industry. So yeah. I, I think I'll be able to, hmm. uh, you know, I got the connections to, to get everybody, everybody's product on the shelves. Yeah. So this is wild. It's um, uh, like, now I'm thinking of like beer distribution cause
0: I'm friends with a lot of like local breweries and um, the like the beer business sucks if you're a craft brewer because distribution, you know, if you, you self distribute, you have to have that massive system in place. Um, which is wildly expensive. Your margins on wholesale are razor thin, especially in beer, uh, because you know the retailer has to make a healthy profit. And if you go through a distributor, you're usually last in line as a small guy because unless you just pop like a, um, I forget the name of the brewery who does Hetty Topper and all that, but unless you just get massively popular right out of the gates, um, you're going to be last in line through distribution because they're pushing, you know, Anheuser-Busch or Miller, or, you know, you're going against those two big yeah. ones. And those companies have a shit ton of money to give out to the small restaurants for, you know, promotions yep. and, you know, sometimes they're, you know, beer systems or whatever. So um, I wonder how that's going to work with distribution and, uh, you know, marijuana. I wonder if there's going to be, or maybe there is, I don't know if there is like already like one massive distribu you know, distributor that's kind of like building that, their network now.
1: Yeah. You know, I, uh, I really don't, I guess none of us really know the answer to that yet, yeah, yeah. but, uh, and then, yeah, I guess it's all still up in the air because I've been mm-hmm. talking to a lot of the processors and, uh, I, maybe they can distribute too. I just yeah. r- right now, everything is, is, so up in the air. We're yeah. waiting on the state to give us the final answers on all that. It's going to be crazy. Yeah.
0: It's going to be a wild wild world as soon as that all pops up. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Have you been looking at like other uh states that have had it legalized or dispensaries to kind of, you know, inspiration or get ideas for how it's going to work?
1: Yeah, so so I'll I'll tell you what. Um I based my dispensary off of the biggest dispensary in the world. It's called Planet 13. It's in Vegas. Oh, wow. Um, it's wild. If you if you ever go to Vegas, you got to go check it out. But it's, yeah. it's uh, top-notch. It, it kind of reminds me of like the Apple Store vibe. Okay. And uh, you'll have to come check the place out if you got time yeah. um, one of these days. It's, yeah, it's sure. similar to that, but I put my own spin on it, of course. Okay. But uh, um, yeah yeah it's going to be it's going to be pretty wild but th- that's that's what I based mine off of and then as far as like just the planning process uh yeah I based everything on like other cities and towns our size to try to see how many employees I think I'll need how, yeah. what I think I'm going to do in sales the first year and all that hmm. and uh we predict 15 million first year in but of course it's just a prediction holy shit so Who knows? I I'll (laughs) I'll let you know once we open. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Huh?
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, this is wild. It's like my my brain is spinning with like all the like thinking about all the different you know, like who else is gonna be popping up and say like no one else is building. I mean, there's uh, you know, nineteen eleven is doing their stuff, but I'm and I'm assuming they're going into um, THC because obviously they're pushing all. how's the, the name of it the non psychosis um, um the cbd
1: stuff so so they're they're big with the drinks yeah they're going to do a lot of the drinks and a lot of the uh, okay. the, uh, the oil pens the vape pens yeah. and all that huh. and uh yeah i'm not too sure um i'm good i'm buddies with those guys though so okay. I, I stay in touch with them and uh i'll have to check in and see how they're doing but yeah they've they've already got their uh their yeah. license and they're on mm. their way so
0: and they're they're obviously growing a lot out there um yeah. But, yeah, I mean, who else? I don't really know. I mean, I know uh, Head & Heel, right? They're doing a lot in CBD, and I know yeah, they're yeah. kind of you know, ready for it to turn over. Yeah. But in terms of dispensaries in Syracuse, I don't know. If, I mean, I know there's a couple small ones, but there's nobody that's doing anything, putting as much of an investment into it like you are.
1: Um. Yeah, that's right. I, ha- I haven't heard of anybody yet. Yeah. Uh, doing it like this unless unless they're just staying quiet but uh i don't know i just let the cat out of the bag early because i literally have been waiting for this forever yeah. you know <laughs> but but yeah I'll, I'll, it'll be interesting to see who else opens up and what kind of a establishment they're going to build
0: yeah i heard uh months ago but i i know it's not the case anymore because especially because of the article that came out yesterday Uh, that someone was trying to build a consumption lounge in the old empire space. Yeah. Um, But I know obviously that's not happening um, uh, because it's, you know, yeah, there's nothing that's going on down there. So yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was interesting at the last, last November to see all the towns and villages that were voting on, you know, whether they were going to allow it or not. And, 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 not too surprising all the small ones that turned it down, you know, voted it down. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see kind of how the Syracuse landscape changes, um, you know,
1: in regards to this. Yeah. Hmm. I, you know, I, with, with, uh, with the downtown shop, I, I hope that, Thousands of people will come down there, obviously, because I want business to boom. But I also am looking for business to boom in the Armory Square, too. And uh, so I own another building down there. I have, like, 30 tenants in the building. And, you know, I'm hoping to bring business and share it with everybody right down the whole block. And uh, I know it's going to, (laughs) too. So, but, uh, Hmm. yeah. So, and then, uh, you know, I'm doing a couple other things down there to try to bring people back down there. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Mill Pond building, but it's a... Mm. It's a very large building and it goes all the way. F- it's the very first building in Armory Square oh, right okay. next to the Creek Walk. Yeah. There's that parking lot right there. So I did a, I'm doing a huge mural on the whole entire side of the building. Yeah. And it's like an interactive mural. So you can, okay. uh, it's, I did it basically for like Instagram pictures. Yeah. So like one spot you can hold a fishing pole and it's catching a fish. Yeah, for sure. uh, another spot you're uh, throwing a basketball in a hoop or whatever, you know? Yeah. And uh, Allie did that, right? Allie, yeah. yeah, Allie's yeah. great. Yep, she's yeah. good. So she did a lot of, a lot of murals inside the dispensary too. So you'll, you'll see oh, really? that it's pretty wild. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, what's your, uh, do, do you have, a, a besides just seeing Armory kind of, you know, bustle more and more business down there, do you have a hope or a, a vision for what you want Armory Square to look like, you know, in
1: five um, years? Yeah. I mean, I would love to see that Eureka, uh, Building do something, and uh, whether it's a, I I would love to see more restaurants and shopping down there, um, because that's what it needs, you know. Uh, So people go down there and they literally spend a whole entire afternoon, you know. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm 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 doing my part anyways, (laughs) and uh, yeah, I would like to see all the storefronts fill back up. Yeah, for sure. uh, I I actually bought my building, my first building down there, right as the pandemic hit. And we lost a lot of tenants because of the whole thing. But yeah. now we're almost back to 100% in the wow. building. Yeah. So it, things are coming back. Yeah. So how was that for, I mean, because you own uh, the
0: roofing guys, correct? Yeah. So how was that business affected with the pandemic? Uh,
1: it, it's, it was definitely affected uh, yeah. as far as the labor force goes. Yeah. But uh, we've adapted, and uh, we're actually doing bigger and better than ever. That's so awesome. so we, we adapted in a good way. So. Yeah. Yeah cuz there a lot
0: of people uh were doing a bunch of home renovation projects and that kind of stuff during the pandemic. Yeah. Um I don't know how many a lot of them sure were doing DIY projects. I don't think hopefully not many of them were doing roofing <laughs> DIY projects.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, we did we did get a lot of a lot of people just, you know, renovating their homes like you said and then uh, our only hard was the guys, mm. all the labor, because you know, once that unemployment hit and then that, yeah. everybody, you know, just yeah, right sure. down the line, uh, restaurant business. So you, yeah. you know this probably, because I saw a lot of restaurants go down to half staff and yeah. similar to the roofing industry. But okay. but we're back and we're better than ever. That's so, cool. yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, the restaurant industry, industry to a certain degree still has those issues with staffing. Um, I was just, I started this thing, I just filmed the first one two days ago, but I'm interviewing a, uh, one restaurant owner from each state in America. And so we're gonna have like 50 states, 50 different restaurant owners. Nice. And I just, you know, I know I've had things where, um, especially, you know, like we do social media management for some businesses in town. And um, that's kind of a quiet industry. You don't really like see, especially in our area, you don't see too many people There's not like a big group or like public group of people. It's like, oh, I own a marketing company, right? Uh, Unless it's like the big ones. So I know as a business owner, if I hear of somebody, another business owner who's like struggling with the same thing, it's like, oh, you are, you know, it's it's like reassuring almost. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of wanted to do this just to see what restaurants struggle with and then, you know, what their advice is for success um, all over the country to kind of say, hey, all right, it's it's happening in other places. Yeah. Or, you know, what are things that are working in... This guy I interviewed was in Pittsburgh. Um, and it's a deli and, and craft beer spot. And he was saying, you know, they've got a small staff. Uh, but yeah, they were just dealing with the same issues that everybody else was when it came to staffing. Yeah, um, I mean, places are still closing today in Syracuse. That, you know, just today's special just posted. They have to shut down... Uh, yeah. until further notice because of staffing. So uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I don't know what, what, I don't know what no one knows why right. that still is the issue.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Well, well, hopefully everything just balances back. Yeah. Here, Se- seems like it is, you know, but uh,
0: yeah, it does. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's more people that started like their side hustle, you know, like went full time with their side hustle during the pandemic you know, cause they had the time and kind of money to do so. Um, I don't know if it's just a lot of people working remote jobs. I mean, somebody just posted yesterday, a list of like 20 national companies, global companies that are hiring stay at home, uh, workers and like sending them equipment, you know, to do like, it was like CVS and, you know, call centers and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if it's, uh, if you know, the, those massive companies are having the same issues or not, or if it's people just, you know, standing home working and not going to the local jobs or, yeah. or what the case is. Um, or if it was just a big move, you know, I mean, New York state's lost 2 million residents in the past couple years. So yeah, maybe that's part of it. I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I know everybody's moving down to Florida. <laughs> Seriously. Cause I, yeah. you know, I, I told you I got the house down there yeah. and, uh, Every for sale every house that's up for sale, it seems like somebody from New York bought it. Really? Yeah. In our neighborhood anyways. Yeah. You know. Do
0: you but, like it down there?
1: Yeah, I love it down there. Yeah. Yeah. So where are you from originally? Are you from here? Yeah. I right from uh Lakeland over in Lakeland, yeah. Armstrong Road. I okay. grew up on Armstrong Road. Yeah. yeah. I went to West Genesee High School. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's cool. Yeah. And um I went so I graduated from West Hill back in oh five. So Uh, we moved here when i was 13 but i grew up in northern kentucky um i've never been to florida Uh, i don't think i'd like it because i (laughs) I lived in texas and i hated the wildlife there so i can't imagine what it's like in florida (laughs) so yeah yeah. um (laughs) is it ever i mean because florida is you gotta be so much better for business right have you ever thought about like
1: packing up and moving down there i totally have and uh yeah, no, I actually went through the licensing process to, to start a roofing company down there. And then the, just the more I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute. I go down here to get away from this. What am I doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, but I am starting to get into real estate down there and starting to build my portfolio down there. Because eventually, I would love to just yeah. m- move down there. And then uh, I'd always keep a house here in Syracuse. Yeah. But uh, but Florida is paradise, i yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sure there's parts of it. But uh, I'm not... I, like I said, I'm not a wildlife, uh, it's not a, not that I'm not a wildlife fan. Um, uh, that makes me sound like a douche. Um, I don't like things that can kill me in the
1: wildlife, so. Gators and sharks and snakes. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, a friend of mine and his wife, they went on vacation two years ago to Myrtle Beach and while they were there bought a house and they moved down there, had the house built. It was like one of those, you know, developments and, um. And so they moved down there and they have this, you know, pond in their backyard. And I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. There's no fucking way. Cause there's like signs all over the place for alligators. Yep. Yep. And there's just, you know, in Texas between like the scorpions and the rattlesnakes or the tarantulas, I was, I was good. I was good. (laughs) I did my two years there and and I was set.
1: Yeah. I hear you.
0: Yeah. So, um, so, I mean, tell me a little bit about, you know, how you got, you know, the roofing guys started because, you know, you've been, how long have you been in business with that?
1: Uh, this is year 17, wow. season 17. Yeah. Okay. Um, basically, I needed to uh, get to work. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I got a job. So so basically... Um,
0: yeah, I know you just, just, you just put the Instagram post out. Okay. Uh, so if you th- saw the post, yeah.
1: I'll just be honest with you here, man. And, yeah. Uh, just tell you the deal. So uh all right so i my teenage years were kind of rough yeah uh i ended up dropping out of school getting heavy into drugs and all that stuff uh my job was basically hustling drugs but Mm -hmm. uh never for like big profits though i never never made any money from it It was just to support my own life you know my own habits my own life you know but uh so anyways uh it was it was basically a giant bender for like 10 years or whatever maybe more and then finally it just got to the point where it's like wow I gotta I'm at the rock bottom I gotta stop doing this so hmm. got a job with a local roofer uh 10 bucks an hour <laughs> so <laughs> I mean it was paying some bills but not really that much you know I could never really get ahead on that right so hmm. So I learned everything in the whole in the whole trade, and I was basically running his whole crew for wow. ten bucks an hour. And then, uh, so anyways, I, I started thinking and uh, started dreaming and, and yeah. uh, put it all together. Opened up the Roofing Guys in 2006, hmm. and uh, I I think uh, so. My first job that I did it was a very small job. First job I did took me a couple hours, and I made more than I made with my employer all week and just a couple hours. And from that day forward, I just Hmm. kept going and going and going. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How old were you? Like what? 24, 25, 24 years old when I started it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, was it, was it scary? I mean, I I mean, obviously, you know, you did that job and, you know, made all the money, but was
1: it scary starting your own business? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I don't know I was uh, coming off all everything and, and putting life back together. And, uh, it was tough cuz i was so young and uh, you know these roofs an average roof is 10 grand so you know i'm sitting there asking for the these customers for $10,000 and uh, i'm just some young kid you know, versus the other guy that comes through the door that just probably has it. I don't know. I just felt I definitely felt like I, I had to hustle extra hard to get these jobs. But but once I got the jobs, you know, I everything I did was top notch, top notch materials. If there was ever a problem, I'd go back and I'd fix it. And yeah. uh, that's why I have the name I have today in the roofing industry. And that's uh, awesome. yeah, so
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the roofing business is interesting. I just on our street. um, Uh, I live we live on the north side and there is one house down the street. I forget the name of the company. Uh, It was one of the big companies in Syracuse who did the job. And, you know, these massive, you know, colorful dumpsters and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, all the safety harnesses and, you know, all that. And then the next week, the person across the street had their roof done. And there is none of that. Like there was like 10 people up on the roof a very tall, steep roof. Nobody had any safety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're carrying sheets of plywood up this massive ladder. You know, you know, it was just it was pretty funny to see the the stark contrast between the two companies. Yeah,
1: there's there's all different walks of life out there, uh yeah. doing this. But uh yeah, we, we play by the by the rules and by yeah. the book and uh yeah it's definitely something you got to look out for when you're hiring a, a roofing contractor. You don't want yeah. a guy up there without harness and all that stuff. But yeah. <laughs> so what's that like,
0: you know, having that business and starting it for like in those first couple years, was it like, when did, at what point did you see like massive growth? For, Cause you're a massive company today, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to, sound cocky here but yeah we're we're the, the yeah. biggest and the best so yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> but uh no nah, yeah uh so my the first couple of years I I blew up right away because I mean I gave it my all I mean from the second I woke up to this second I went to sleep at night and then even in my sleep I worked and, and yeah. <laughs> tossing right. and turning but uh thinking about what I'm doing in the morning and everything but hmm. I just gave it my all r- right off the bat and I I blew up right away there was when I there's something kind of special happened when i opened up i there was five big companies mm. that all kind of went down at the same time wow um so they they all kind of went out of business at the same time huh. and then i kind of picked up their slack
0: all roofing companies
1: yeah all wow. roofing companies so r- roofers are a different breed man yeah. a lot of them are into the booze and the in yeah. the drugs and that's what happened to a lot of those companies that i'm talking about hmm. um i won't say names but yeah. uh uh couple of couple of overdoses couple wow. suicides Damn. a couple of jail sentences and some rehab sentences or yeah. whatever whatever um, but that it huh. all happened at one time Wow so I kind of picked up their slack on top of hustling my ass off yeah. uh, huh. uh, so that's that's how it really happened yeah. fast like that wow and then and then every year is just bigger and better you hmm. know got to keep keep pushing forward. Yeah. So what was
0: like the 2008, 2009 housing crisis like for you? I, I, I was 21 and had a furniture store at the time that I opened up with a buddy and, um, we tanked after, you know, a year into business, we went out and, uh, I don't remember, you know, why, I mean, looking back on it, I know why, because we made stupid decisions and I had no idea what the hell I was doing. <laughs> I thought sales tax was just extra free money. You know, That's how dumb I was. But, uh, um, but what was like? What was that like? Going through
1: so, that? So that's the exact time I'm talking about right now. Oh, and really? uh, so, the, so the good thing is, no matter what's happening in the world, everybody needs a roof. Yeah. And if that thing's leaking, it doesn't matter if we're in a and whatever state the world is in. Everyone's they got to get that roof fixed, right? Yeah. So in 2008, that um, when all that stuff was happening, mm-hmm. I all that's, that's when all that stuff happened with those five companies that I'm talking about. It was right in 2008. So I opened in 2006 in about September of 2006. And then I did another full year in 2007. um, And that's when they started kind of messing up a little bit. so 2008, when that happened, that's when I really started picking up. So to answer the question, that was my, that was my go time. (laughs) I was doing great. Yeah, That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
0: So now I'm curious, Um, I've never, you know, I've never had to, I've been a homeowner for six years. I've never had to replace a roof besides like a small, you know, a small section last year because we had a leak, but, um, and so it wasn't a a massive expense. Um, How important is financing uh, like in the roofing industry for you for getting jobs? Like, are you, is it a big deal for like, you know, the furniture store? Um, it can be make or break if you offer financing or not, yeah. You know, if you push it, so is it the same thing with, with yeah, like roofing? Yeah,
1: when I, I started, when I finally started offering financing, I think uh, back in like 2012 or 11 or 12, mm-hmm. and I literally watched my sales double. Wow, yeah, because you know, a roof's expensive, yeah. and uh, not, and not everybody offers financing, hmm. so uh, probably like the company you saw. Yeah. Without all the harness and all that stuff, I don't think they often find it. So, so, yeah, yeah, it definitely helps big time, especially with these big purchases. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: That's pretty interesting. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. It's, uh,
0: yeah, it's, I mean, in the furniture industry, that is, can be the deal breaker. Yeah. You know, it it often is the deal breaker. Um, I spent about 10 years at Metro Mattress um, and, uh, I mean, especially you know, towards the end of my career there, you know, you're selling a ten thousand dollar bed, five thousand dollar mattress, and you know, people are like walking out the door, and then you mention financing, and it's like, oh, okay, great, we'll buy it.
1: Yeah. You know, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that makes a lot of people money in that industry for sure. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Huh. So, um, so you're you know you get the business started in you know oh six. And year or two later, all of a sudden, you see this massive growth. Um, it, what was your mindset like back then? Were you thinking to yourself, OK, this is like I'm on the, like did you have the path laid out of, I'm going to go from this $10,000 job to, I don't know what you do a year in sales, but I'm sure it's a lot. Um, to i'm gonna get to x in 10 years or
1: yeah i just i going into the whole thing i just had the mindset go big or go home i mm-hmm. wanted to be the biggest and the best <laughs> yeah. so i just kept pushing for it and uh i'd like to say i made it happen man but yeah. uh i don't know there's probably someone that doesn't agree with me but you <laughs> know we do we we definitely do a lot of roofs out there around here anyways yeah. you know but but uh I think last year we did just over twenty thousand squares. Uh I forget how many roofs it actually was, but I think it was somewhere around like twelve hundred roofs. Wow. In Syracuse alone. Holy shit. And then we're in Rochester too. Yeah. And uh I, I don't know how many roofs, but it's not as big as the operation here. Yeah. But.
0: Is that kind of the hope for the next phase of the business is to expand into those other cities?
1: Um No, I think I'm pretty much uh Content now with the way it is. Uh, so I, I back in 2017, I opened up the the Rochester Rochester division, yeah. and uh, it was going awesome. The, the day that I signed a lease for for an office out there, we had this hurricane windstorm that hmm. came through, and pretty much every roof in Rochester needed to get done. So hmm. so I kind of blew up out there right off the bat, and then uh, a couple years went by, and then the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. So that actually hurt me out there because okay. I was a newer company. Yeah. and the home shows got canceled they they, yeah. they do the home shows uh in like march and april that's a
0: big one out there
1: yeah and that sets us off for the year uh because let's say we get a hundred jobs off the home show well those hundred people all have relatives and neighbors and everybody so we kind of yeah we kind of start the year rolling with that and that got canceled two years in a row because of the pandemic yeah so i kind of uh settled down a little bit but during that time uh, New York state announced legal cannabis. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I'm just going to put my focus more there yeah. and, uh, we'll just keep the, the roofing guys the way it is here in Syracuse. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, it, um, I started doing the
0: marketing for a landscaping company last year, a buddy of mine who owns a restaurant in Syracuse, um, who got it to a point where he could kind of step back from it. Um, he just, for some reason loves doing landscaping. he like he had all the professional gear to do his own yard and take care of it. And so last year he said, I'm going to start a landscaping company. And so um, so I was doing the marketing for him, and it, I was very surprised at how easy, how, how much easier it is to do marketing and get results and like that than it is a restaurant. And the other thing I thought was astounding was all of the work that he gets in that neighborhood, like you were saying, the neighbors, the family members, because he'll go and mow somebody's lawn and three neighbors will come yeah. out and say, hey, can you, you know, yeah. can you give me an estimate? Um, that alone, you know, was probably a third of his business last year and this year. Yeah. Just from people walking up to
1: him. S- same here. You know, yeah. Once you get in a neighborhood, it's uh, yeah, everybody sees you doing a good job. Everybody comes over and that's yeah. that's a big part of our uh, advertisement right there. You know, yeah, just, just uh, huh getting in there, planting the seed and letting it grow. So. Yeah.
0: Do you do the fair? The New York fair? The fair. The state fair. Um like do you guys have a uh, a t- booth or something? Yeah. No, no,
1: the, I don't. We or do just like home shows. Yeah, just home shows when yeah. when they're at the fair. We do that every year. That also this year was the first year back and that was like half I don't know if you went or not Uh, I didn't go to this one no it was canceled the two previous years and then this year it was only like half booked but uh I don't even know if they're gonna do it next year honestly oh really yeah it wasn't a great turnout this year but but uh yeah yeah so you know
0: I've had eat local for you know I started it six years ago it's you know, changed, uh, I mean, when I literally the night that I started it, I had no idea what we were going to do as a business. I just knew, <laughs> I just knew that I wanted to, um, I, and my dad, it was a chef and restaurant owner my whole life. And so I had some idea of, um, the struggle rest, you know, small restaurant owners went through and, um, you know, experienced. And then when I lived in Texas, I was right near Austin. And so, seeing that amazing food scene in Austin, and that's, you know, six, seven years ago. Um, and then coming back to Syracuse and seeing the difference, I knew I wanted to do something to help local restaurants and help build that, uh, you know, build up the food scene here in central New York. So um, I was just kind of talking through those ideas and came up with a name for the business. And, and I was like, I don't know what we're going to do, but this is, I'm going to do something. <laughs> um, and so, and then the concept now is kind of solidified to, we have the card right there and, you know, the discount card and, you know, really at the end of the day, my hope is just to be able to drive people into a restaurant. Yeah. So I can post and say, put out a, like, we're about to put out a blog today for Hides. I hope that that sends up a ton of business. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, the, kind of the goal. Um
1: yeah. well you're doing a good job because your latest post with the Danny steaks. Oh yeah. Uh, all the we're treating the guys to some Danny steaks oh, today. nice. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. That's good. It worked. It worked. everybody it worked. <laughs> um
0: uh but you know for me even just in the past month um so I did so because I've built eat local New York, you know, now we're the whole state. Um even though most of our focus is right here in central New York is just where I'm at. And it's just me. um, We still have restaurants that we work with in Buffalo and Rochester and downstate. Um, But it's kind of like, uh, you know, people saw me build eat local New York and everything we do is on social media up until a few months ago. So restaurants would reach out to have me, you know, do the same for their, like manage their social media marketing. Right. So that took off so much that I quit my full-time job last September to do this full-time, which was a dumb, dumb move (laughs) 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 only because running a marketing, you know, business and at the height that, you know, I had 17 clients, it's impossible to do by myself to do that. You have to have a team, you know, um, and so I've just realized in the last month uh, that that was the wrong move for the business. I should have been focusing for Eat Local New York more on building the content out, like starting new shows on our YouTube channel, um, you know, doing more of these podcasts, you know, writing more blogs, going out there and kind of building the content side and pushing the card more instead of focusing on I'm now a marketing agency, right? Um, So now it's kind of like now that I've realized that it's kind of like, okay, um, uh, you know, being partners in these two, you know, the restaurant, and the bar is kind of going to give me uh, the freedom to focus a little bit more on that um, and, you know, building that side of things. So I said that whole long story to is there ask this question, was there a time of like something similar with you with the roofing guys where it was like okay i need to shift and do things differently now
1: yeah absolutely um so after the toll time period i told you when i kind of blew up there and yeah and 09 yeah. and all that uh i finally so at that time i was basically i was my secretary i was my <laughs> installer i was my i was my everything yeah and then so at that time is when I was like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta do this differently because this isn't working. I'm yeah. literally working from dust till dawn every day, and I, I when I say that, I really mean it, man." Oh, yeah. no, <laughs> uh, sure. And uh, so then I, so then I started hiring uh, a secretary and uh, sales estimators, so I didn't have to go meet up with all these customers. I could stay and focus on the job. Hmm. And then after that, I was like, wait a minute, I got to start hiring more guys to hmm. focus on the job so I can focus on growing the business and buying more equipment and doing doing all this when I, I you know, I couldn't do a lot of this stuff when I was up on the roof shingling. Yeah, for sure. And uh, huh. so, yeah, definitely, there's definitely times where I, I was like, all right, I got to transition here or else I'm never going to grow the right way or, or whatever. You yeah, know? for sure. But uh, That's
0: pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How do you,
0: starting... Um, I mean, you know, with Flintstone, how do you, is there, do you view it like you're going to have to go through the same
1: process, you know, like, or is it like,
0: okay, now I
1: know what, to, you know. So, so, uh, I actually set this company up without me in it. Okay. So I've already, now with the experience I have running business and, yeah. uh, I, I know what I, I think I know what I need, <laughs> but I, I guarantee we get into this and there's going to be a lot of adjustments that need to be made. But, yeah. but no, I, I, I'm setting this up with me not involved at all, so so there's management all the way down the line of all the things that a normal business startup would do. Yeah, you know. So, but um, I'm sure that there's going to be changes though, and I'm sure we're going to have to adjust and adapt. And uh, I, I'm sure that I'm probably going to have to change half the stuff I've already done down there once the new regulations come out, anyways. Yeah. Like I don't even know if I can have the name Flintstone. Yeah. Or <laughs> or, or the logo or anything. Yeah. Like. But.
0: Uh, yeah, because a lot of the things that they that they came out with were saying like it, it has to be like the most you know cookie cutter kind of yeah. you know. It's wild.
1: Yeah. So if, if I can name it Flintstone, I'll probably just name it Flinner's Cannabis Company. Yeah, it, that's been my nickname since I was born Flinner. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know. I, I'm hoping for Flintstone though, because that's the vision and that's the dream. Yeah. So. So,
0: you know, I'm going to make some assumptions of you, real quick, okay? Um, <laughs> uh, as a very successful business owner, um, uh, is it is it been challenging to not start new businesses over the, you know, I don't know, I don't know at what point you would say in your personal life, okay, like I, I'm successful now. Um, but let's just say that's ten years, right? So over the last ten years, has it been challenging to say, like, have an idea for a business and not do it?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I always the wheels are always turning in my head, yeah. man. And I, and I have started some other businesses. So, uh, so I we started up a dumpster company. It's okay. a, a spinoff off the yeah off the roofing company, and that's doing awesome. It's called Green Team Dumpster Rentals. Okay. Um, it's actually my wife's company. Yeah. <laughs> so so she runs that from yeah. start to finish. That's cool. And then uh, uh, I flip houses, yeah. build houses, uh, and then I, I've now gotten into the commercial real estate. And I do a ton of rental properties and stuff like that. But now I'm in the commercial real estate, and uh, and, the, and that's going good. So I'm trying to uh, get rid of all the residential stuff and put it all to commercial. Okay. But now I'm to the point where I still have all these ideas and I'm still on to some other things, but, uh, I think, so I have one more big project I'm going to be working on. I'll tell you about in a second, but, uh, after this project, I still want to get into other projects, but I, I, at this point I just want to fund them and, and, uh, let somebody else do it and and just give them the finances to do it and just be an investor. Yeah. But, uh, but the next project is I just bought a golf course. Oh, the, awesome. It's the old oh, Pope's Grove. Oh, I heard Grove. about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the old Pope's Grove. So uh, yeah. we're going to do a restaurant. Uh, That's awesome. Tap house or brewery. I still don't know. Don't, we'll, do don't, don't, <laughs> don't do a brewery. Don't do a brewery. I know, I know. I, so I, I think it's just going to be a, a, a big restaurant. So I'm going big on this one too, man. That's cool. So the vibe is kind of like... Uh, Back to Vegas again. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Vegas. Hey, I was out there for the first time in February, and I loved it. Absolutely loved Las Vegas. Yeah, I, I love it. It's my favorite place on earth. I, I try to go a couple times a year. Okay. And uh, so the vibe of this place is I wanted to, like, when you walk into one of these big casinos, it's like a big grand entrance. And, yeah. and uh, basically, I want this to feel like a big hotel lobby or a big casino lobby, when you walk in, yeah. and then like maybe a little steakhouse over here, a uh, little pub over here, mm. and then uh, like a event space or, or whatever, I've got a lot of ideas.
0: Yeah. But
1: uh, that's what I'm going for over there. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna do an outdoor stage and all that, an event center. Okay. Uh, it's it's 50 acres. Wow. Of lush green grass. It's oh, a golf yeah. course. Yeah. So plenty of parking. Are you gonna keep the golf course? No portion of it. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm gonna incorporate something in there. Maybe some. Uh, frisbee golf or something i got a lot of uh people asking to do different things and i definitely want to incorporate some sort of golf in there to try to keep it alive a little bit down there but uh but uh but yeah it's gonna be uh i just feel like syracuse needs a place where uh, don't you hate when you go somewhere and it's a friday night and you can't park yeah it makes you not want to go there right right so this this is going to be somewhere where i i there's not going to be an issue of parking put it that way uh right now in the in the phase one i have a thousand parking spots wow but then we have overflow parking of 50 acres of golf course so i'm i'm sure that there's never going to be a parking issue but that's like my big thing is uh Hmm. man even going to you know just a couple of the breweries around here it's it's tough to get parking if it's if there's an event going on or a band playing or something like that so yeah so so that's gonna be pretty huge
0: yeah that's cool. I mean, it's, um, uh, so the bar that I'm a part of is Abbott Farms out in Baldwinsville. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if you've ever been out there before, but, um, the farm family farm that's been there for over a hundred years and, you know, they're a, they're a fruit farm. So, you know, they grow strawberries and blueberries and apples and pumpkins and sunflowers and corn. And so their, their game time is, you know, June to October. And they're massively busy in those times whenever they have, like, a strawberry festival and do you pick strawberries and all that kind of stuff. But they have this massive piece of property out there. And um, they're always, like, they have got, like, a farm store and an ice cream stand and, like, a grill food shed. And they've always had a cidery, a bar there. Um, But they've only ever done their hard cider and then really shitty wine. And I've been doing their social media for three, this is my third year with them. And, um, and so long story short, I said, well, what if I came out and ran the bar this year and, you know, kind of became a partner in it. So now I'm running the bar program and, you know, we've added cocktails and craft beer and good wine and all that kind of stuff. Um, I've noticed, and I've only been doing it for two months now, I've noticed if I just have like a food truck and a band show up, people don't care anymore. Like, people don't show up just for that. That used to three years ago, two years ago, that would be a massive draw. Right. Well, oh, you've got a band and a food truck. You know, great. We'll be there. If we do events, like we, I threw a country fest, I called it, last Friday. I was on vacation, so I wasn't even there for it. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be that busy. Um, but it was like the busiest night we've ever had at the bar. No kidding. Um, we had Limp Lizard food truck there, and they sold out of food an hour in and had to go get more. Um, and but it was like all we had something everywhere on the farm for people to do, so you could show up. We had two bands, we had a food truck, but then we also had a special thing going on at the bar. We also had you know fire pits for families and s'mores packs for them, and they also had all these kids activities and kind of like what you're saying, like you can't just kind of do one narrow thing anymore. You have to have some big thing going on. You know, uh, you have to have like the space where somebody can show up who wants this, but somebody else can show up who wants that and yep. they can all do it in one spot. Yeah. And that's how you really, for lack of, you know, make money today. I was yeah. talking to, my friend Nick, uh, who is a part owner at Limp Lizard and partner with Three One Fried and and he called me one night and he was just like you can't just open up a restaurant anymore you have to have something big going on all the time if you really want to make money in it so yeah. so that sounds really cool
1: yeah yeah so we'll we'll, we'll see what happens there uh, I'm not I'm not actually going to start that project I was going to start at 2025 and have it well I'm going to start it earlier than that but by the yeah. time I open it it would be 2025 but okay now that i'm held up with the licensing yeah i think it's going to now push to 2026 but, okay but it's going to be big yeah yeah it's awesome man yeah it's really cool to see everything that's changing in
0: syracuse and um i this is kind of my hope this is like i think this is this is my hope with uh I, for the pandemic and i've been saying this for like the last year on the podcast as bad as it sounds People that have gotten out of businesses and gotten out of their restaurants and stuff as a result of the pandemic, or the pandemic just helped them get out of it, Um, it's making room for people to come in and do new cool things, you know, bring in a new concept or start a new development or whatever the case is. And um, I think we're kind of, at least we're starting to hear, you know, some things have opened, but uh, we're starting to hear of all the people who are like in the pro- like what you're doing, starting to build this stuff out. So yeah, this is great. Yeah. It's awesome to see this in Syracuse.
1: Hell yeah, man.
0: So, so you're waiting on all the regulations and all the, you know, final go ahead and there's kind of no word of when any of that's going to take place. Right.
1: Uh, I mean, I, I, there's bits and pieces of, of word, but just, uh, by December of this year, we should have all the final word out and okay. applications in hand. Okay. So I'll, I'll know what I really need to do by December of this year, and that'll give me... So I, I don't oh, think wow. I'll be open until uh, second quarter of next year. Oh, wow. I'd love to be open by April because April 20th is one of the biggest days yeah, in the cannabis sure. industry. And the, and uh, we plan to shut down the whole block, have a huge party oh, cool. in, on Walton Street. Yeah. And, uh should be awesome. (laughs) That's wild. I thought it was going to be like next month. I
0: thought it was like waiting in a week now or something. No, I wish, I wish.
1: No, I don't, I I won't be open until next year. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: What a fucking investment on your
1: side. Yeah, man. You're ready to go, right? I mean, I'm ready to go. And, uh, and so, so just so you know, with like, uh, so when it comes to cannabis, I can't get any loans or anything like, uh, you know, in real estate, oh, when you're yeah. buying a big building, uh, typically you put a down payment down on it, and then you put it on a mortgage, and and yeah. you're and the the rents come in, and you pay your mortgage, and you, and and everything, all your overhead of the building, and whatever's left over is profit, whatever. Yeah. So this is a different story. The banks won't work with me, so hmm. I had to come up with all cash for the building. Hmm. So that's a two million dollar purchase there, and I put one point two million into the renovation. And again, no, yeah. I couldn't get a. a bank loan yet so eventually um eventually i would like to recoup some of that and actually put it on a, on a loan but yeah. they're waiting on the regulations too all the banks are waiting on the regulations too hmm. but uh the thing is it's it's federally illegal still yeah right and most banks are federal banks unless you go through a credit union but it's a tough it's a tough one but but yeah, yeah. B- big investment no money coming in on the building so wow yeah. But uh we actually are gonna uh so upstairs in the top of the building I did an event space. Oh cool. And uh so I will be renting that out to businesses for uh, whatever they want to do up there, luncheons, uh you know, whatever, yeah. business conferences, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. huh. so hopefully we'll get a little bit of income, but I don't I really don't think that's gonna be much. But yeah. it'll be enough to keep the lights on. <laughs> yeah. Can
0: so. you can you do alcohol in the same space or no?
1: Um so I'm not going to get into yeah. to, to all that with okay. a with a liquor license because you can't you know you can't do I I can't hold a liquor license and a license gotcha. to to okay. distribute THC but uh but uh, we set it up for a catering company and I I guess I don't really know too much about the catering yeah. process right now I got to learn that but yeah. uh, I think they hold the license and they can come yeah. in and, so yeah they have to pull like a they have to pull a temporary permit for it and you
0: know usually if they're doing offside stuff. I don't know how that affects it if it's in the same building with, you know, THC. But uh, but right now, like if a catering company would show up somewhere, yeah, they'd have to pull, you know, temporary, which isn't a big deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they can do that because it'll probably make it funner up there. Yeah, for <laughs> If sure. somebody's renting it. Yeah.
0: Fun. Well, cool. Well, I'm excited for it to open up. I'm excited to see kind of how uh, it affects, you know, business in downtown Syracuse um, and just kind of the overall vibe in, in Syracuse Um, because right now it it does feel, you know, we, we did, um, uh, we're, we're starting sort of an events company to do, um, because we started doing bar crawls this past year. And um, so I'm starting an events company to do a lot more of those events. And, um, we, we did one of them and we did an after party at the rail line and they wanted to, they were like, well, Hey, we can hand out a, you know, free pre-roll or whatever they call it um, to everybody that comes to the after party. And I was like, that could be really cool to start advertising that now and kind of be the first to do something like that. But at the same time, I don't want to like, I don't want to get in trouble with anybody from doing it. And, um, and so I think it's, and then I found out that like, yeah, you can't do that at all right now. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's still it's still like nobody really knows, and some people are kind of taking the risks with it, but nobody really knows what's allowed or what's not allowed, or yep. who's going to come after them. You know, if they do something they're not supposed to.
1: Right. So. Yeah.
0: So what's um, I mean? You've got obviously that big project, and then this other big project. Is there a end? In the game, is there like a
1: you know, I'm gonna stop when I do this? Uh, no, I'll probably <laughs> I make a joke about it all the time. That l- let them figure it out when I die, <laughs> Me- meaning like my my family and everybody. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep it, keep it rolling. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I, no, I just just keep on going. But like I said though, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna stop starting businesses and yeah. all that, and uh, and then just be an investor in other businesses. And, yeah. Let let somebody else shine for a bit, and yeah, and, and do all the
0: hustle. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have a feeling I know what your answer is, but if you were going to give advice to anybody who's listening, current business owner, hopeful entrepreneur, whatever it is, what's uh, one or two pieces of advice that you would uh, you would give them?
1: Uh, I, I guess. Uh, let's see. I mean, basically just you know follow your dreams all the way through and uh yeah. you know don't don't stop just keep keep on pushing no matter what the what the bump in the road is and uh you'll get to that next level and uh basically you know if you want to if you really want to do it right it's really going to be one of those things where where uh you're going to work your ass off from dusk till dawn <laughs> every day to to really open a business the right way yeah and uh and that's just what it is man uh, yeah. you know a lot of people uh, they they end up opening a business and they're like, wow, I'm working more than I was at my, other, at my normal <laughs> job. And, and like, what the hell did I do to myself? But, you know, you got the freedoms, the financial freedoms and just the yeah. freedom to do, you know, what you want, you, you know, be You're in right. business. And, you know, it's, it's definitely the, the greatest thing is to be a business owner, business owner follow the American dream and all that. And, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't know. So oh, yeah. I hope that helps, but yeah <laughs> I do know.
0: have one more quiz now that's now I'm in a, uh, so the question is, uh, how do you know? How should how? I don't know if you've ever had something you've started that didn't work and then you shut it down, like a small investment or side project or whatever. But is do you, is there like a a sign where it's like you know? I'm asking just because like you were saying, follow your dreams through to the end. But is there a moment where it's like, okay, this one maybe I should have
1: yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, so I've got, I've got a couple examples. I know every, everybody's businesses are different or whatever, yeah. but so I'm mainly in construction. And, yeah. uh, so when I, I like building houses, yeah. I, I'll, you'll never catch me building houses again, <laughs> man. Uh, I was building them. Everything was going great. And then that pandemic hit and oh, now yeah. everything just, you know, with everything, yeah. but, uh, uh, but enough about the pandemic <laughs> thing though, but there's just, uh, like I, I thought i was going to take it to the next level with that and then i you know you look at you look at how much time you have in it at the end of the day and what the the you know what the profit is and all that and it's just like some some things are they're great ideas at first but you yeah. got to definitely once you see what the true story is on it yeah it's 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 good to let go on some things yeah you know and then put more focus on other things but it's all trial and error it's all yeah. you got to go with the flow and you got to figure it out so yeah for sure you know but uh hmm. yeah there's a bunch of bunch of little construction business spinoffs i tried getting into yeah and i was like nah forget it I, the roofing is what i do i'm gonna stick to it that's where hmm. i can make the most money i'm the most efficient and yeah. uh so but yeah
0: yeah you figure that out yeah you, you know 17 years into it so yeah 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 well Listen, thank you so much for coming down. Yeah. There. I really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. And uh, for anybody who's watching or listening and they want to stay connected and see what's going on, uh, where do they find more info on Flintstone?
1: Uh, so I, I just uh, I do everything right through my Instagram. Yeah. And it's uh, uh, Mike Flintstone, at Mike Flintstone. So, and that's where I'm putting all the updates on when we're going to open all that kind of stuff. And cool. Yeah. so
0: Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, dude. Yeah, man. There it is, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, seriously, it's awesome to, you know, we've been doing this for a number of years now. This is episode 136, and uh, it's fun. I really absolutely love it. This is maybe the most fun thing that I do. Um, Uh, is the podcast and just talking to people and getting to put these out uh, almost every single week. So I really appreciate you listening. Um, If you want to help us keep the podcast going, like I said, buy an Eat Local New York card. If you're a restaurant owner listening to this and you want to help us keep doing what we're doing, then make sure that you sign up for the mobile app. It's $50 a month and it helps you reach all of our Eat Local New York members. And you can sign up for that and buy your card at eatlocalnewyork.com. Well, that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We're going to catch you back here next week on the Eat Local New York podcast.